Coming at you live from the Do-Rag Dungeon, I'm Dad Boy Coop back with a new episode of the Stream Fiends podcast where even the water gets spoiled. I spoil everything, so don't say I didn't warn you. Before you even get started on listening to this episode, make sure that you have watched episode 7 of Lovecraft Country entitled I Am. If you haven't seen this episode yet, pause this motherfucker. Go watch episode 7 of Lovecraft Country, then come back here and we'll get started. Now, um... This episode, I Am, um, begins catching us up on Hippolyta and Dee's journey. And I'm going to give y'all a strong disclaimer here. This episode <laughs> is Hippolyta's episode, okay? If you didn't see it from the previews, <laughs> you got it this time. Um, so, yeah, at the end of A History of Violence, um, the mother-daughter duo headed to Autumn. And we now see that they visited the ruins of Brightwave's of Braithwaite's Lodge, Brightwave, Braithwaite's Lodge. Um, D noted that Mama, I don't think we're supposed to be here. Um, and you know, she says that something was a little off, right? And her mama, you know, and her are very smart people. But uh, Hippolyta was like, um, fuck the scariness. I'm trying to get down to business on figuring out what happened to George, right? And um, she finds a torn cover from the rubble. And it's Dee's handmade travel comic. So that definitely lets you know that, oh, George was here. And she's like, oh, shit, we about to get started in this motherfucker. We ain't even touched the fucking pin top surface of this bitch. And uh, <laughs> she goes to find out the truth. So now back in Chicago, Hippolyta starts tinkering with the Ori that she found. She's close to getting it working again, but she gets frustrated and she shoves it to the ground. And she's like, I'm sorry. You know, she's speaking to George because she's like, I just want to figure you out. I want to figure out what happened. And, um, you know, she she just knocked it sideways and she realized that. Hey, wait a minute. The axis was fucked up. So she tilted the orrery in metal rods so that the planet spent differently. And there you go. It is unlocked. The orrery opens up. The top is beautifully opening up and it gives her a golden key. And um, <laughs> she about to get real, real started on this motherfucker. So we move on to um, catching up with the other characters where we left them. Um, so Montrose and Sammy woke up together in Montrose's apartment and Sammy makes Montrose breakfast. Um, Montrose likes this gesture, but initially um, or, or he liked them. He, he liked that gesture initially, but he start kind of going back in this closeted kind of fucking mood. Like, I don't, I don't really, I don't really like the pork. We don't eat pork, you know? And then, you know, Sammy's like, oh, what else you, what, what else, what else you got a problem with? He's like, yeah, the coffee got too much sugar in it. And nigga, that hit me. Like that nigga, that hit me. I was like, why y'all had to write this so good? <laughs> so, um, whew. The plot shall thicken, as, as we see. It, it, it fuckings up. <laughs> so, um... Huh, wanting to get no more information about the Book of Names um, and Atticus's family history, um, Tick and Letty walk in on Sammy leaving Montrose's apartment after an argument. Um, they see that Montrose's shirt is still unbuttoned and his hand is on Sammy's wrist. The secret is out now, buddy. Your man is gay. <laughs> Your daddy gay, boy. <laughs> Your daddy gay. How you feel? Apparently, um, 
Tick did not feel very well about that, um, which is, it's fucked up. So, Tick leaves. He's mad. He's, he's like, this motherfucker right here. You know, it's, it's really messed up, man. But, um, you know, um, Tick leaves angry about what this means for him and his father's tumultuous history. Um, and Lady Stays does some reconnaissance, you know. Um, she's just, you know, she's chilling, you know. And, um, you know, um, it turns out that Atticus's mother actually had a cousin, um, that survived the riots in Tulsa. And, um, that cousin has a friend in St. Louis that Atticus wanted to visit. So he goes to visit this cousin. And, um, when he visits this cousin, um, apparently, um, there's this like weird mark that is matched with like something that he found in in there you know he starts asking questions he's like he, he he finds this weird mark on his back that mirrors something that he found in there it, it is odd you know he starts asking about the book and stuff like that and yeah he just finds that really odd detail in there um which i i think that it should definitely be pointed out because actually i pulled this by the way i'm reading uh, some of this stuff and i'm ad-libbing like a motherfucker but the article that i pulled this from didn't have that detail you know it's gonna be a lot of stuff in here that i get i found myself and stuff that's in this article right it's from vulture but you know it's touches of shit in there that i got for me nigga. <laughs> you know it's mostly me by a little bit of vulture too so hey anyway sidebar moving on so after that um it's revealed you know that christina was in fact posing as william and ruby's fucking pissed off man um you know, as William Christina did some some fucked up shit. She did some lying. You know, she 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 fucking fucked Ruby as as William. So <laughs> I mean, it is it, is bad. So Christina's just like, all right, all right, all right let me explain this shit. I'ma let you know what's going on. So basically, Christina tells Ruby how she's been using half dead bodies of William and the woman that you know Ruby plays as Hillary Davenport. Um, she's been using their bodies and harvesting them to be used as the being used for the body changing spell. So basically the blood um, that she's taking from these bodies is being used for that spell. And so it's weird. It's like they have dead and, 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 and basically they're alive enough to just keep recreating blood so she can keep using that spell. It's fucking wild. Um, but whew, when I say it just keeps getting weirder. <laughs> you, you're gonna just gonna have to get comfortable in the weird at this point. So this is the only like normal moment in in the whole episode. By the way, um, Lady and Ruby kind of have this moment of like, man, you know, I'm so sorry that I ain't being a good sister to you, baby. I'm so sorry. Like they just kind of like you know, kind of like making up, kind of like you know, talk things over, and um, <clears throat> you know. Ruby, with uh, the help of Letty, babysitted D while Hippolyta is away and uh, lets her have some friends over. Um, so it's a nice break from like you know the the, the craziness with their characters, <laughs> but it's 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 gonna come back. Best believe that you know it's Lovecraft country. Come on, y'all. So the Orrery um, had coordinates that led Hippolyta to Mayfield, Kansas, where she arrives in an observatory. Uh, the keyhole uh, states um, that every beginning is in time and every limit of extension in space and it's like right before she like turns like the you know the key to get the thing working but it took her a while to get this shit working like the machine got stuck a little bit you know and she had to use like 
physics, engineering, math. <laughs> like it, 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 it made me cry. I'm gonna lie. It, I, I'm not gonna lie. It, it made me cry. It was a moment where I was like, bro, like, nigga, like, this is like a moment where as an engineer, you like, I don't see this often on television. As a black person like this and hidden figures, it made me go like, oh my gosh, that's me. I may not be a woman, but I am black and an engineer. And that is what Hippolyta is. It made me so happy. So, um, as she turns, you know, the time machine on, um, the police arrive. Captain Lancaster is actually having some police officers keep an eye on the place. And, um, she causes a commotion that leads to the machine creating a tear in the universe. <laughs> and the real heat of the episode really starts to get shaken, bro. Like this, this shit really get in gear, you know? So Tick all of a sudden shows up because Tick was given a tip from Letty of where the coordinates actually were. And um, Letty found out about this because um, Hippolyta left the coordinates sitting there on the ground with the Ori. So <clears throat> Tick's like, boom, hey, what's up, Hippolyta? All shit, the cops is here. Tick throws a cop into the tear in the universe hippolyta shoots the other cop who bleeds out and then standing too close to the disruption in time and space hippolyta gets sucked in to the rip in space time shit gets amazing after this 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 is where you like what the fuck it get real what the fuck here all right so hippolyta arrives descending meteorically onto a place that we can consider is like a planet in potentially the future in space i'm not i'm not sure i don't know it, it might be and, and and there's like this weird ass ship right and then there's like two beings walking towards her i don't know if they're like robots or like aliens but i think they're like i don't know man she wakes up in this white room afterwards like after they abduct her right and she's new with like purple implants on her wrist she is like fucking like next level what the fuck Right. And, and there's these little coordinates that keep flashing up under the screen. And I don't know what those mean. I'm not going to look them up. It, it's just too much decoding for my for my taste. I do this on my own. I ain't putting it in the show. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not. I'm just not. Um, but there is this <clears throat> giant tall black being with a large shape afro speaking in code to Hippolyta, you know, and 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 repeating these iterations. You are not in prison. Where do you want to be? and name yourself and in the credits uh this person is named seraphina right so and <laughs> apparently uh the name is also like her aka is beyonce which is like beyonce which, which is weird like i'm just like bro really this this shit got some clever little easter eggs in it um but um yeah, it's like really fun watching her mind work as she's like trying to figure out what, what's going on, like her surroundings. She's trying to realize what the fuck is going on. But um, <clears throat> she starts to slowly like realize what kind of power she's about to wield, right? Um, so Seraphine is like, what do you want to be? She gets pressured, you know, and she comes up with the quickest idea of freedom in the moment. And what is that idea? She said, I want to be dancing on stage in Paris with Josephine Baker. And surely she's taken there onto the right, right, like right onto the stage in a white feather get up with a mid, in, like mid dance in the number. Like she spends what seems like months there, loosening up, you know, thanks to advice from Josephine Baker herself. And when I tell you like Josephine Baker, 
Josephine Baker, like the realest motherfucker of all time. Josephine Baker is like the realest motherfucker of all time. Do your research if you don't know nothing about Josephine Baker, especially if you black and a woman. Do, do, like, do your research on Josephine Baker. I'm like, holy shit. So they partake in fun, sisterhood, lavishness, and of course, at the time, drugs. <laughs> what are you gonna do in the fifties of France? Do drugs? <laughs> but um, you know, <clears throat> it, it's just this this moment right where um Anjanae ellis kind of just sits and talks to josephine baker and she just spills her gut she says this all those years i thought i had everything i ever wanted only to come here and discover that all i ever was was the exact kind of negro woman white folks wanted me to be i feel like they just found a smart way to lynch me without noticing a noose sometimes i just want to kill white folks <laughs> <laughs> damn and it's not just all white folks like it's not, it's not just them i hate me for letting them make me feel small and i like that in this moment it is implied that it's not just white folks but it's also black men they they just never say that but it's implied here so <clears throat> you know and we notice this later like in, in the episode where there's this moment but I, i'll get to that soon so um <clears throat> if you're confused about like th what happens next nigga i think that's the point um so hippolyta travels um to the next place instantly by saying i am hippolyta <laughs> and that nigga that is the magic words for this episode right now so um we see hippolyta surrounded by other black women in warrior garb you know she begins to spar and training with the group's leader and um <clears throat> We watch her skills like grow before our eyes and it's revealed that they're training to fight white Confederate soldiers. Now, this is interesting because this is not in a space that exists in our current timeline. Um, the Ori is actually allowing her to travel operating by the many worlds theory. And this is where this shit blows the widest to fucking open. Basically, there are parallel universes, multiple universes in Lovecraft Country. This makes everything become like infinite. Like it's almost like Rick and Morty um, in a sense. Um, you know, it's just like, oh man, there's like infinite universe. We can do whatever we want. This kind of like Spider-Man too. Like it, it, shit is like amazing, bro. So, you know, <clears throat> basically in a simple way to kind of put it, that Hippolyta does is like, she says she can find a world where I can be myself <clears throat> Or I can name myself anything. Um, so they actually start a battle. The battle is a bloodbath for the soldiers that ends in Hippolyta kicking off a man's loosened head. Um, it's trying for this fuck, bro. This shit, this shit is beautiful. So, um, you know, she explains to the women that she's now leading. <clears throat> that this is justifiable anger. That it's anger born out of love. That she connects these emotions to freedom. Most soldiers run, or, or more soldiers run to um, towards her in in the background. But Hippolyta drops her sword, takes off her helmet that she earned, and she proclaims her identity once more. And she says, "I am Hippolyta, George's wife." And she moves to the next scene. Um, so, like I said, this shit wild as fuck but i love it it is it, great so <clears throat> she goes back to that tender moment that she had with georgia episode one and she starts to tell <clears throat> joe uh, joe george about 
<clears throat> some of her pent up feelings that she's had. And she says this, when I was a kid, I thought I was big enough to have every right to name something out of this world. And then I just started shrink shrinking myself. <clears throat> and she kind of calls out Jer George further, kind of indicating that he was the influencer in her doing this. So this is kind of where that pent up frustration that was also done by a black man, you know, making her feel smaller and smaller until she basically couldn't be herself anymore, you know. Um, and it, and at the end of this scene, you know, um, George kind of listens, you know, he just, he, he just, he takes in everything that she says. And at the end, she says, I am Hippolyta discover. And she moves right into the next scene after grab George's hand and it transported to kind of like a, like a undiscovered planet. And this is juxtaposed um, with audio from sunrise space is the place and they meet aliens right so let me explain the sunrise aspect of this because it is one of the greatest juxtapositions every time some every time so um <clears throat> every time lovecraft country does this it makes me happy because i'm like yo y'all pick the best sound bites i mean they did it with julie garland in the last episode you know they did it with you know um with with so many great historical figures in this entire season but let's explain Sunra because he is super important to being black and being a nerd and being just is, is great so let, let's talk about Sunra. who is Sunra? Sunra is a jazz artist from alabama who is known for being an innovator in afrofuturism um afrofuturism you ask oh afrofuturism is basically anywhere nerd culture <laughs> and black people meet basically like you know space travel astronauts honestly we don't ever see black people in any form of futuristic or science fiction based anything so sunrod was an innovator in this and his music and in his film and a lot of his garb you know he was very heavily like a teacher or not even a teacher but a, a man who kind of like brought upon the theory of like since black people are not really looked at as as, as being equal or being <clears throat> recognized as the same or being portrayed in the same light as white people you know we are considered myths because they don't see us they don't see us like they see themselves and that is one of the greatest <laughs> things about Sun Ra. Now, Sun Ra influenced Parliament Funkadelic, and you know, Parliament Funkadelic influenced like Outcast, you know, and you know, I mean, certain things Afrofuturism that that he also influenced was like Black Panther. We wouldn't have none of this shit, including Lovecraft Country, if it wasn't for Sun Ra, man. It's like Sun Ra is one of my favorite people. Like, it ain't even like, it ain't even like, um like j the jazz is amazing by the way but it ain't even just that like it's him as an ideology afrofuturism really started a lot with sun Ra. and like do your fucking research nigga like this it, <laughs> nigga is phenomenal the shit really like it it hit me it hit me in my chest man this shit is great <clears throat> so in the end hippolyta chooses to return home and asks seraphina how could I fit in everything that I am now into that place? 
man it really makes you think like that that's a moment that really makes you think you just like bro like for real like like she really know baby won't like go like man like what the fuck <laughs> like i think about this shit daily you know but um you know that hippolyta she was so small said like seraphina she was like yeah but now you done did that transformation and you the shit hippolyta you the fucking shit hippolyta is a force to be reckoned with she gonna be a force to be reckoned with in this show bro they kept, they kept like belittling her and making her think that like, oh, she don't need to be partaking in none of this, you know. But um, <laughs> Hippolyta, they need her ass. <laughs> they need her ass. So um, afterward, we see Tick fly back through that ripple in space time, and uh, he's back in the observatory, and he walks up to the machine holding a copy of Lovecraft Country by George Freeman. So he he's he's in potentially what we could say a alternate timeline possibly maybe he didn't come back through the same hole i don't know but um you know this ends at the very end like on captain lancaster finding a clue on who was in the observatory by seeing a comic from d so um <clears throat> what i'm noticing is like tick is trying to like turn off the time machine and he don't know what the fuck he's doing hippolyta would have fixed that shit super fast she's like nigga get the fuck out the way i know what i'm doing i'm an engineer <laughs> like but anyway but anyway um this is this is the end of um the episode i am episode seven lovecraft country it is absolutely my favorite episode <laughs> like it just is so much great shit in here when i talk about the afrofuturism and and the black feminism and and and, and it's just great narratives that are interweaved in a not necessarily like easy fashion to like digest but it's supposed to be that way it's, it's supposed to be this joint it's supposed to be all over the place and i love it i like it's perfect like if and if you were like nigga i'm confused i was like nigga i was a little confused too i was like what the fuck is going on like it, it wasn't supposed to be like everything you understand and it's like this is how this show has been it's like you don't fully understand what's going on but hey it hits man this has been a short ass episode of um a lovecraft country recap of stream fiends but on that note subscribe to the rest intelligence spot <laughs> shit let me try it again subscribe to the rest intelligence um <clears throat> or subscribe to the podcast um carolina kid podcast rewired anywhere podcasts are downloaded following the rod and karen doctrine leave a nice five-star review on itunes slash apple podcast and i'll read it on the show and as always thank you 